This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 216th episode of Talk Direction. And today we're doing a song discussion on a very old 1D song from their first album. Actually, technically, the second song they ever released. Um, Because we felt like we just wanted to do something fun and silly for today. Yes. I am very excited about this throwback, you guys. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, It is currently April 1st as we're recording this. um, And we're in, um, I think I'm in like week three of my quarantine. Mm -hmm. Quarantine really isn't the best word because we're not in quarantine. We're in like self-isolation. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like makes it's easier to say quarantine, and I feel like it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are you doing? How has your quarantine been going since we talked last? Um, it's going okay. So I was laid off, which I don't think I was last time we recorded. No, um, I, yeah, I think that happened bef- in between. Yeah, so that's been kind of a new development. I had my last day of work yesterday because um, wow. I was working from home for two weeks, and then now I'm not working although there is some outstanding projects that I need to finish that I was supposed to have finished and people think are done but they're not done so (laughs) I'm gonna have to do that um so So you're no longer getting paid but you still have work to do (laughs) right and my dad's just like you should just tell them you didn't do it and that you're not gonna do it and you're not gonna get paid and I'm like I've been telling my boss it's done for weeks so I really can't at this point (laughs) The good news is I won't have to give it to her until Mm. this is all over. So I have time. But the bad news is it's really terrible what it is that I have to do. So, yeah, now I'm in this like weird don't want to work because I'm not being paid, but have to still do this thing. But also, I don't know. It's very confusing. Um, Right. But yeah, it's weird not it's, it's weird leaving my job in such a like it happened so suddenly because like I work with kids and one day we were seeing the kids and the next day I was working for home for two weeks and then I got laid off Mm. and it's like I might not see those kids ever again I might not see my coworkers ever again um because we don't know how long this is going to be and if it's long enough I'll be going to medical school um so I won't be going back most likely Mm -hmm. I won't be going back anyway um so that's just kind of weird that it happened and I saw everyone for the last time and I didn't really know it um so yeah that's weird and it's like hard to process at this time you know um Mm -hmm. but that's how I've been how about you Lucia I've been okay um the last few days I think I've had like a lot of sadness um I've had like a little bit of um just kind of tension figuring stuff out with my roommate right now I think it's just like a really hard time for a lot of people yeah um I think I've been feeling like a lot of the grief the last few days as well um which kind of comes and goes um but yeah overall I'm doing fine um I also am a little bit sick and of course I'm like I have the virus I'm gonna die right um even though, like, all of my symptoms are pretty normal to my, like, usual health stuff. I have, like, mm-hmm. sinus problems. I have, like, silent reflux. And so um, all the stuff I'm experiencing is pretty pretty normal. <laughs> but, of course, right yeah. now it, it's, like, hard to not, um, you know, think it's something else. Yeah. Um, but I did talk to, like, an advice nurse at Kaiser and stuff. Um, and they were, like, not worried. Um so yeah yeah I'm doing okay um but it's just a weird time and um 
I think like it's frustrating to see a lot of people not taking it seriously still. Yeah. Um, and it makes me, it just, it gives me like this kind of grief about our kind of collective, maybe it's more like the U.S., just kind of our cultural mindset of like, you know, older people um, are, have already lived their lives so they can just die now. Like, that's okay. Right. <laughs> like, it kind of seems like a lot of people have that mindset or, you know, people are like, well, you know, if the economy crashes, then it'll be tragic for a lot of people, you know, so if a few old people have to die, you know, you have to weigh everything. Right. And it's just, it's really sad because like, that's capitalism. Like, there yeah. is no economy without, like, we are the economy, first and of all. And I don't think it's that accurate. I think maybe, like, in other countries, it was more older people getting affected. But I think mm-hmm. the statistics are, like, 40% of the people in the emergency mm-hmm. are people under 55 or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are immune compromised and and just, like, normal healthy people that yeah. are also getting affected. <laughs> exactly. Um, or, like, younger people with underlying things that they don't know they have. Right. But I think I'm having a little bit of grief about that, just that, like, like that we don't have a cultural, like, feeling of, like, let's, like, protect our elders. It's mm-hmm. very backwards to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I feel like if you listeners are feeling grief, that that is, like, very normal and okay. Mm-hmm. And you should honor that. Um, and also that, like, there's no right or wrong way to do this right now. Yeah. Um, like, I've seen a lot of people kind of – um talk about how like you don't need to be productive right now and Mm -hmm. i think that's definitely true like if you're feeling like oh i should be productive because i have this time like you don't have to be uh you can just like watch tv all day and that's okay (laughs) um but also if you like being productive then you should be productive like you should do what makes you feel good during this time because i also saw this weird like you know how this thing happens on the internet where like there'll be like a, a backlash to something and then it goes way too mm-hmm. far the other way. There was yeah. this girl who tweeted something like, this is my quarantine routine. And it was like, you know, wake up early, like work out. Like it was all this productive stuff. And then there was like mm-hmm. tons of people kind of re- retweeting it as a joke and being like, this is my quarantine routine. Like wake up, watch TV all day. And like kind of like um, dumping on her a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which I get if it's kind of, if they're kind of saying like, you know, I don't have to be productive right now, but also, like, if that is what makes you feel good, then that is good. Yeah. Um, Like, I know, for me at least, it's healthy and helpful for me to say, you know, I'm going to use this time to, like, learn an instrument or, like, mm -hmm. do something new that I've never tried. Because if not, the alternative for me is having no job and doing nothing. And that's, like, for me, that's not great. Yeah. But there's also days that I'm sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing. And I also need those days. Mm -hmm. So it's like both are good ways to handle it. It's like choose Mm -hmm. the way that works for you. Do a combination. You don't have to be one or the other. You can be whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. I think balance is important. Um, And I think, yeah, it's just important that like there isn't to to, like remember that there isn't like a right or wrong way to be right now because this is completely Mm -hmm. unprecedented times and this is also a temporary time it's not like this is our new life forever and we have to like you know learn how to live like this forever it's gonna be temporary um so yeah I just felt like saying that because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people kind of stressed out about in both directions like stressed out about doing too much or not doing enough and I think we all just need to give ourselves a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll probably continue to have like these little check-ins at the beginning of our episodes um, until this is over, um, because I think it's good to to check in and talk about it, and then you know we'll kind of move on and get into the episode. Um, so that was that check-in for today. Before we get into the song, um, we have a Patreon. And you can uh, subscribe over there um, for as little as two fifty a month. Um, and basically, we do extra episodes over there um, called Talk Direction Down Low. And it's just extra content, um, little mini episodes we record at the end of every main episode where we talk about stuff that maybe we didn't want to talk about on the main episode, either because it's more personal or more controversial, um, or sometimes because it's stupider. 
Yeah, most of the time it's that one. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh, this is kind of dumb. Like, maybe we should put it on TDGL. <laughs> um, but it's been pretty active over there. We have a lot of people, like, commenting, and it's been really nice to have that community during this time. Mm-hmm. So if you're at all interested, you can go to patreon.com slash talk direction to check it out. Last week we did um, some games, a game called Caitlin's Cup of Questions, which was fun. And then this episode we're going to be talking about what all of the boys have been up to during the quarantine. Because um, some of them have been quite busy. Mm-hmm. So uh, patreon.com slash talk direction to join. Now for our main discussion, we are talking about One Direction's 2011 song titled Na Na Na. (laughs) I don't remember how we decided to do this, but I'm really glad we are. Me too. Um, So if you are a One Direction fan and you've been one for a while, or if you're a newer One Direction fan but you know this song, then you know... It is a silly song, Um, but we decided to go at this, like, very earnestly, and we're going to do a song discussion, like a real song discussion about this song, and we're going to be very genuine about it, um, even though it's kind of a silly song, Um, because we just thought that would be fun and interesting. Yeah, it's that song that, like, (laughs) when people rag on One Direction, this is the song they use to be like, what the hell were they singing about? (laughs) But I, if you go back and listen to every episode, I've always been very positive about this song because Mm. i really liked it back in the day like i always thought it was a jam so yeah me too it is exciting to get to break it down on the podcast yeah definitely um so i'm gonna go over kind of some some stats about it and then we'll kind of talk about our feelings about it so the song was released um, in Europe as the B-side of their first single, What's Ma- What Makes You Beautiful, on September 11th, 2011. So before they had an album out, they released What Makes You Beautiful as their very first single ever. And the B-side of that was Na Na Na. So technically, this is the second One Direction song ever to be released. Wow. Which I didn't really realize. Me either. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, their first album, Up All Night, was released on November 18th, 2011, um, and there were quite a few versions of the album. The longest version was only released in some countries, not including the U.S., and it had 18 tracks on it, and Na 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 was the 17th track um, on that version of Up All Night. Mm. And for a while, the song could only be found on the iTunes Festival album in the That's U.S. That's the one I have. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear the original version until today. <laughs> like, the Wait. only version that I know really? is the iTunes version, because that's what I have on my, like, on my iTunes. Is and that then I alive? was like, wait, there's got to be a studio version. And I Googled it, and there was. So I listened to it for the wow. first time today, and it was shocking. Wait, that is so crazy. So the, the iTunes Festival album, it's a live version of the song. Yeah. So Holy I know the cow. live version. So, like, I was doing all my comments <laughs> based on the live version, and then I was like, wait a second. There's got to be another one. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really funny because, like, we're in 2020 right now. And it's so easy to find anything, any song ever made or played. It's like so easy to find stuff. But Mm -hmm. back then, like if there was a song that was like a B-side or like a bonus track, like it was really hard to get. Like there was a while that I couldn't get this song because it was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, So it's really interesting that you had only heard that version for so long. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And like, Um, that was the one I would like, I actually listened to it. Like I would, it's always in my mix of like old school 1D stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So now the song's available everywhere. It's on Spotify. um, And it's also on iTunes on the souvenir edition of the album Up All Night. Um, So it's pretty easy to find now. It was written by Mustafa Omer, Matt Squire, James Murray, and Savan Kotecha, and Lane James. Um, so Matt Squire also produced the song and um, was the mixing engineer. He is an American multi-platinum record producer, audio engineer, mixing engineer, and songwriter. Um, he also wrote and produced the song Up All Night, the title track of that album. Um, and he's in a bunch of stuff. He's done stuff with, like, Panic at the Disco and Ariana Grande. He's pretty big. And then um, the other name that 
One Direction people might know is um, Savan Kotecha. He wrote a ton of the songs on the first and second 1D albums. Um, and also appeared in some videos with them um, during the X Factor days, mm, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's huh. kind of like a mixed character because um, while he wrote so much of our favorite songs, he's also kind of said some some weird shady things about boys. <laughs> yes. And him and uh, <laughs> Louis particularly um, like butted heads a lot. Oops, were you talking? I think it cut out. No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, him and Louis uh, clashed a lot in the early days, um, kind of before Louis started writing. Um, so yeah, he's kind of an interesting character. I'd love to like get the full backstory on all of that someday. Yeah. When's Louis' um, tell-all coming? Honestly. <laughs> I feel like Louis so, would be a really good like book writer, storyteller, to be honest. Oh, he totally would. Yeah, he is a really good storyteller. Um, so there's a couple live versions floating around YouTube of this song. Um, and one of the things that I thought was funny is that... So there's a live version of this song, and it's from one of the first shows they ever did. Um, and there's this person who uploaded them back in 2011. Like, they did... up on or, Sorry, they did... Um, they did this song, na na na. They did Forever Young. They did Torn. They did What Makes You Beautiful. Um, so they like didn't. I think What Makes You Beautiful and Na 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 were the only songs they had at, had out at that time, because the rest mm-hmm. of the songs they did were covers. And a lot of the commenters on the video, one of the videos of Torn, were saying that this was the performance that Louis was drunk at. That's so so random. <laughs> I know. So he did an interview uh, with Matt Edmondson on BBC Radio 1 in 2017 where he said, uh, I ended up being really, really drunk at this show, one of the first shows we ever did. Um, and apparently Simon Cowell flew him out to L.A. to give him like a dressing down about getting drunk. Oh, my he God. Had, he had just turned 18 and that's yeah. like the legal drinking age um, over in wherever they were, I guess. Um, And so he said, like, he just had a few beers before the show. Um, But if you watch these videos, like, he definitely looks completely wasted. (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, singing at random times and just kind of, like, doing whatever he wants. And I think they turned his mic off at one point because (laughs) he, like, picks it up to do a verse, but, like, you can't hear him doing the verse. Um, Oh, my God. So I think they must have noticed that he was drunk and they turned his mic off. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that this wasn't, like, the start of something really negative for him. Like, I know whether or not Simon's talk did something or <laughs> it was just, like, him being young and stupid. Right. <laughs> I'm glad it did not carry on. Yeah. But, yeah, I would definitely recommend watching this this series of videos from this show. Um, so, yeah, there's the video of Na Na Na. There's the video of Torn and then also What Makes You Beautiful. And during What Makes You Beautiful... Um, Louis and Harry are covered in cake, uh, and Harry, like, falls at one point. Um, it's, like, <laughs> a total mess. <laughs> but it's really fun to watch. Um, and then there's also a cool video on YouTube by, uh, the YouTube channel is called Matt Directioner, and it's the instrumental of Na Na Na, so it's, like, the song, but with all the vocals taken out which is super interesting to listen to. And that guy also has, like, instrumentals of all of the songs on Fine Line. He has, like, oh my gosh, versions really? of songs. Yes, I listened to the um, the instrumentals of Sunflower, and I would highly recommend. So how does someone do that? Do they recreate it, or they know no. how to, Like, you can't so, just take out the audio. So I'm pretty sure it's you have to have, like, really high-tech um, audio editing software. So they mm-hmm. must, like, download the track, you know, into their software and then, like, you know, somehow edit out the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because so when you seamless. listen to them, it's, like, obviously the actual studio track. Like, it doesn't sound recreated. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll see people post stuff on YouTube where, like, different things are turned down. So it'll be, mm-hmm. like, acapella, but the instrumentals are just turned down. But mm-hmm. this guy is, like, 
very professional because it's like yeah because sometimes those versions are like it, it sounds like she's like really bad <laughs> like right <laughs> like you can hear acapella but the voice is all like distorted and yeah. watery and you're like well this is not really acapella <laughs> right yeah but these guys this guy's videos are are really cool um or i guess so i don't cool. know if it's a guy but whoever it is um so my first question was going to be before preparing for this episode, do you remember the last time you heard this song? Hmm. I mean, probably whenever we like, whenever I've shuffled one old 1D stuff, which mm-hmm. happens on occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure when the last time it is, but I would say probably just as common as like the other first two albums. Mm-hmm. So not less frequently than songs from their first two albums but i don't know when that would be and then you have listened to this itunes festival version so are there big differences between the studio version and that version that you were able to hear um there definitely were mostly like just when you listen to live versions you get all that live crowd and the sort of Mm. shout outs that artists do so there's so many shout outs especially in the beginning and in the beginning, they start with the chorus and then go back to the verse instead of just starting with the verse. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, I have me, not heard this version. Let me play it. Hold on a sec. Are you going to play the whole thing? No, I'll just play the beginning. Okay. Um, let me pull it up. Uh, na, na, na. It's rude when I type in na, na, na. It's not the first thing that comes up. Okay. <laughs> it does a chorus start and then goes into the verse and i just like know those liam like come on itunes festival (laughs) and like there's all these like (laughs) shouts that i'm very familiar with right um but yeah and then i don't know just the harmonies sound different live Mm -hmm. um and i think the the studio version to me sounded much more um uh sort of EDM music yeah. and it had yep. a lot of those like like sounds that you the the live version sounds more poppy I would say but still has like that EDM quality yeah definitely um but this is a song that you you like so it's a song that you've always liked is that yeah correct I mean I wouldn't say like it's like the I wouldn't be like wow this is like quality music but I think this is like quality pop fun like Mm -hmm. it's like it's so catchy and it's fun to sing to and I always liked it it's not one of the songs like the old 1d songs that like weren't some of my favorites like I always really liked this one Mm -hmm. yeah me too I feel like I've always really liked this song um I feel like I didn't fully appreciate it until now when I was doing the song discussion Mm -hmm. like the biggest thing I noticed when I was listening to it um, in order to, like, analyze it was how hard the bridge goes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember that. The bridge is crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I really enjoy it. I think it's I think it's really a really good song. And it was, really, it was a really fun song, too, to try to, like, figure out musically because mm. I was, like, trying to figure out the chords and, like, playing on guitar and, like, piano and, like, sing- figuring out the vocal parts. And, like, I'm not unfortunately i'm not like educated enough in music theory to be able to like convey anything over this podcast Mm -hmm. but there's just there's just really cool stuff going on and like how the song was structured Mm -hmm. um we know that like savan kotecha and the other writers of these songs were like um you know they're kind of like music scientists so Mm -hmm. they don't sit down to write a song um in the same way that like a lot of artists do where they're like you know, I have this feeling or I had this breakup and I want to write about how it made me feel. Like they sit down and they're like, 
let's structure a song that people are going to want to listen to and that's going to like do mm-hmm. well on radio and they're like scientists they're like we'll put this element in and this element in and this element in yeah. i don't necessarily think that that's like you know uh worse or like less um important than the other kind of way of writing a song um but um but yeah, it's just interesting, like the melodies and the like, the chorus, the na 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 part. Um, like you can, you can, t- you can do a five part harmony with that melody, mm. um, the na na na, which is just really cool and like works perfectly for the boys. And it's one of those songs that like they did those kind of harmonies on. Um, they obviously strayed away from that, like as they matured. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think it's there's a lot of cool stuff about how it was structured. It would be cool to interview one of those guys. Yeah, about definitely. These songs. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you feel like preparing for this episode? You had any like new feelings about the song, or like things that you noticed that you hadn't before? Um, I think the biggest thing was just kind of finding out there there was a studio version that I never heard Uh and kind of being surprised at like hearing the EDM stuff in it and like the very I don't know I don't know if that's what was popular at the time Um, yeah I don't think it really was yeah that's what I'm thinking so it seemed like it was before it's time Right. Almost. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That definitely Ahead surprised of time. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that was surprising to me. Um, and then I don't know. Just appreciating in the live version, Louis's voice on the chorus was really strong. Um, and also, I could hear Zane on the live version doing a lot of oh his gosh, runs yes. and putting that R and B twist on stuff. Even so early, mm-hmm. you could hear like that's what he wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely noticed that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is that there's a lot of people who are current fans of like the various solo, um, like the various boys' solo careers who either, like, arrive late to the 1D fandom or have, like, never been in the 1D fandom. Like, they're just a fan of Niall or they're, like, just a fan of Harry. And I'm so curious how, like, some of them would feel about this song. Mm. And it makes me wonder, like, how important nostalgia and personal history is to enjoying music. Yeah. Because, like, I hear this song and I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that's Baby Zane. Like, oh, like, (laughs) X Factor days. Like, oh, this is when I was, you know, 25. Like, I have all mm-hmm. this personal connection. So, like, of course, it makes me feel differently about the song. Whereas right. if I were just to just hear it and I had no connection to it and I didn't know who it was by, like, would I feel differently about it? Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like <laughs> it has such an impact. Like, even just when you hear a song, any song, and if I'm in the wrong mindset or I don't mm-hmm. like it on first listen, that could totally spoil the way I hear in the future or if I have like a really good first listen then I might really like the song even though it's not particularly my taste like I feel like the emotional stuff really matters and like the connections I made to these songs back in the day were really positive so when I hear it I do go into that nostalgia thing Mm -hmm. and maybe there's songs that rise above that (laughs) like you just right I don't know (laughs) it's just bad or it's just so good Uh um but i think a lot of songs it is that emotional connection at least for me yeah yeah especially a song like this because like obviously if you've been in the fandom for a long time like you know this like this song very well yeah um and like just seeing the videos of them performing it like before their first album was even out it just like brings me back to the time in my life when i was like first a one a 1d fan and just like mm-hmm. watching those videos and it really feels like another lifetime ago Mm-hmm. it does it, yeah. it really really does and I was thinking yeah. too kind of what you said about people who are fans of the solo boys and they didn't really know One Direction mm-hmm. I was thinking about it for like me and Beyonce like I became like a Beyonce stan <laughs> not stan mm-hmm. but fan like I like her music and that was like I it was sort of around single ladies and then like I love Lemonade like that's when I came in 
knowing Beyonce, but like people had been fans of her when she was back in Destiny Chi- Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. And like they knew all the ins and outs of that. And then she went solo and it was a big thing and they knew all that. And like right. that's the same for people who are just coming in and being like, oh, I like Niall. I like Harry. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. To me, to, to them, they'd be like, oh, they're solo artists. Oh, and they were in a band. But yeah. <laughs> to us, it's like, no, no, no. They were in the band. That's what <laughs> that's what it was. You know, mm. it does. It does feel like another world. Not yeah. to um, name another one. <laughs> <1D Yeah. laughs> track. <laughs> yeah. Now, another world. Maybe the nostalgia doesn't hit enough for me to say that's a fun, good song. I'm not I sure. love another world. That's one of my favorites. What is Something the ab- the magic one? Oh, magic! What I is love that, that one? Too. <laughs> that, that one's also a jam. Yeah, <laughs> another world is one of my favorites. There's something about the chord progression of that song that just really gets me. I don't mm. know. Um, yeah, and then kind of along those lines, if well, this is kind of two questions, but they're kind of the same question. So, the first one is. If one of the boys were to release this song now, like as their own song, like who would it who would most likely release this song? And then the second question is, if one of the boys were going to cover this song, like on their tour, who would you want it to be? And like, would you want them to change it up at all? Change Mm. it up at all? That's a good question. If somewhere. I mean, I'm I want to say like Niall, because his album reminds me of 1D, but not anything like this you know uh-huh. like his album reminds me his latest album reminds me of like the last two albums that one d put out so maybe mm-hmm. liam i don't know yeah i kind of would like to see maybe louis cover it or like yeah. harry do like a <laughs> like a piano ballad version i don't know <laughs> Yeah. I feel like Louie could do it justice, especially because on the live versions, like his voice is just really strong on the chorus. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be cool. I yeah. don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like I could see like Niall doing a more like classic rock version of the song because mm-hmm. there is um, a lot of clapping in the song and like the na 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 like I feel like you could reinterpret that as like a classic rock song with like claps and like big drums Mm -hmm. um and that could be pretty fun I also when I was listening to the song to prepare for this episode um I was really feeling this like almost Motown vibe from Mm -hmm. the song like Motown or like swing like there's something Mm -hmm. about the clapping and the like harmonic like ooze underneath the lyrics That made me kind of feel like this could be uh, like transitioned into like a Motown song, um, or even like so a swing cool. song. So I don't know which I, one. We of the need boys like a YouTuber well, who like. But... Could, <laughs> I need a YouTuber to do this song and do all the different versions. You know how people do that? Be like, yes. they'll take a song and sing it through, but every uh-huh. like ten seconds they change up like the style. Yes. <laughs> I need that for this song. Yes, there's this one um, girl who does. Uh, who does a lot of that I cannot remember her name but she she does videos where like she takes um I think the last one she did was Billie Eilish's song um bad guy and she did mm-hmm. it like what if that song was in a major key and mm. it sounds like so wild <laughs> that's so cool I know I'm so impressed with people like that who have so much like musical knowledge and talent yeah um yeah so I guess those are kind of all of my like preliminary questions um and we're gonna go through the lyrics now and we'll talk about the music and the lyrics kind of as we go and our other feelings about the song as we go um but first we have the title of the song which is na 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 (laughs) um this is kind of a funny song (laughs) title because it's one of those things that like um I kind of was always thinking of it as like it was like a bit of a, a inside joke or like a, a like almost self self deprecating like self aware kind of joke, because a lot of the boys' songs have like na 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 in them. Mm. But this was only the second song that was released, so like that mm-hmm. obviously wasn't the case yet. But I think it yeah. could be a nod to just like songs in general that kind of use those like na 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 or like la 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 yeah. to kind of fill space. Um, which I think sometimes can be like 
a lazy thing of like you couldn't think mm-hmm. of lyrics so you just say na 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 <laughs> and then sometimes yeah. it's more intentional um, yeah. obviously it was intentional here but I also feel like it's kind of a little bit of a cheeky nod to like that idea of <laughs> na yeah. na na as and, and fill in lyrics it like definitely bloomed into that too whether or not like even though it was the second song that was released like mm-hmm. I think the boys acknowledged na 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 as like yeah. one of their kind of like you know silly very this is teen pop song whatever mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's a it's a very suitable title for the song uh-huh. <laughs> any other thoughts about the title no okay <laughs> so um <clears throat> one of the kind of interesting things about the beginning the early days of one direction is that a lot of the songs were um like very few of the boys sang most of the song so we didn't get louie or niall singing a lot until later on louie and niall were kind of the least um featured voices mm-hmm. and liam was kind of like the most featured yeah. voice in the beginning so this song liam sings um both the verses and then they all sing the chorus but zane does a lot of the um a lot of the like ad libs and then also like a lot of the chorus on his own um so it's interesting because you don't in the studio version you can't really hear harry louis or nile distinctly and Um, the production on their voices makes their mm -hmm. voices i think sound more similar totally so like as people who like are very skilled at telling which boy is which it definitely (laughs) became more harder (laughs) it became harder for me right to tell well, it's harder to tell because of the production and then also, like, their personal voices weren't as developed yet. So, like, yeah, obviously the true. longer they sang, like, the more they had their own distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. Um, although Zane has always – his voice has always been so distinctive. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, that's one of the things that I was really feeling when I was listening through to this song, like, how, um, how like, specific and, like, distinct Zane's voice is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read the first verse, which is sung by Liam? Sure. We've got a bit of love-hate. You take me to the edge, then you hit the brakes. I say it's over one day, but then I'm crawling back, begging you to stay. We make up, then we break up all the time. I'll say that I hate a song, then you'll go request it the whole night long. Some people say it's so wrong, but even when we fight, it'll turn me on. We make up, then we break up all the time. Um, I was remembering as I was uh, making this doc that <clears throat> over on our Patreon, um, patreon.com slash talk direction, we did a couple of TDDLs where we talked about uh, innuendos in One Direction mm. songs or like raunchy one direction lyrics (laughs) and this is one of them that we went over yes um it's about edging (laughs) (laughs) it might be um but yeah we talked about a few of the lyrics and then yeah i mean the most obvious one is some people say it's so wrong but even when we fight i think it's actually girl it turns me on isn't it Mm. girl not it'll turn me i don't know it'll turn me on girl you turn me on i think it's girl you turn me on who knows but who knows anyways oh there's one below too that says i get with you girl you make it okay oh yeah it's a pretty straightforward um pretty straightforward lyrics obviously about a couple who is constantly breaking up and getting back together uh it doesn't sound like a very healthy relationship no it doesn't um (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah what are your feelings about this verse i feel like thematically the especially the line break up and make up all the time i feel like it encapsulates early 1d album themes it's like about those like early relationships like it seems like middle school high school love like there's drama they kind of thrive on the drama going there i mean this that's not my experience but i feel like it's a very typical like experience 
Um, yeah. Where it's like, I don't know. I definitely saw a lot of that when I was younger mm-hmm. uh, where, I don't know. It w- it's it's about the whole thing about a relationship and it's like this big new thing and it's kind of the drama's part of it i guess yeah i don't know and be- like really immature <laughs> i say i hate a song then you request it all night long <laughs> it's just <Right>. like okay <laughs> yeah. yeah and then um musically i really like this song it starts out before liam starts singing with um with like claps like a clap kind of drum beat and also mm-hmm. some loud drums and an electric guitar riff uh, and then there's like one kind of sharp drum before Liam starts singing um, and then once Liam's singing we have this like really fast rhythmic like synth and bass noise going on um, and it's kind of like that EDM sound that Caitlin was talking about that like wasn't I don't know if it was super popular at the time um, and I feel like I feel like this album had a lot of songs that kind of had those elements and then I think as they progressed they like veered more into kind of pop um like pop mm-hmm. rock and away from kind of like pop like electronica or electronic music I don't know I never know how to describe mm-hmm. electronic music um even Me though I actually either. really like it and listen to it a lot I don't know like the lingo like <laughs> what different <laughs> types of it are called mm-hmm. um and then yeah, I love the ooze in the background. I think they start on the second part of the verse when Liam says, I'll say that I hate a song. You hear these like, ooh. It's like these kind of melodic like ooze, uh, like harmonizing mm-hmm. in the background, which didn't really happen a lot on like the later albums. Like that's not really their like, One Direction style. They would kind of each take turns singing and like they definitely harmonized, but like, they really didn't harmonize that much considering yeah. that there's five singers, uh, you know, and they mm-hmm. very rarely did the like ooze as harmonies. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the song is kind of unique in that sense. Um, and then you also got a lot of this like um, more melodic synthy noises that kind of like go up and down um, and just like a lot of weird like musical elements. Like at one point it sounds like there's like a like sound mm. um and just like a lot of stuff going on <laughs> in the instrumental yeah and like the i, I, I say it's over yes it is on that one uh-huh. yeah i love the the harmony um on the last line we, we make up and we break up all the time and it goes like up into this high rise like the mm-hmm. vocal does and then there's like the drop into the chorus it felt very edm that type of mm-hmm. like rise into the drop yes there's a lot of there's a lot of that of like rising and then and then like silence and then like the the loud Mm -hmm. chorus comes in i also really like the way that liam sings uh the first line because he says we've got a bit of love hate and instead of singing like a bit of love hate which i feel like most people would sing as like bitter but he really Mm. pronounces bit of love and mm. it's just like a small thing that I found really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Find those moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like the lyrics aren't super deep. Um, they're pretty much just like obvious. But mm-hmm. I do like the um, I'll say I'll say that I hate a song, then you'll go request it the whole night long. I think that's kind of clever because it it kind of also makes you start to like visualize like that they're at like a a bar and there's like a jukebox. Um, Yeah. Or they're like at a club and there's like a DJ. Like, I don't know. It just, I feel like. I feel like that's the visual I get for so many of the songs on Mm. the first two albums. Like I picture them, even the third one, like I picture them in a room at a club. Like there's a lot of descriptors that, yeah make me feel like that like Katy perry on replay like i don't know there's just or like you're seeing someone across the room mm-hmm. at the club there's a lot of visuals that just on the albums in general that make me picture that yeah yeah definitely um anything else on this verse no okay so then we go to the chorus um and like we just said, there's kind of these like 
I call them airplane noises, but I don't know what they are. It's like a, it's like a noise. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes. That like silences everything, and then like yes. the big chorus comes in. It's like a swirl down. It's almost yes. like a techno flush. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then the chorus comes in, and this is like a a a big fast chorus it has that four on the floor beat we were talking about recently where the bass or the kick drum like hits at every beat Mm -hmm. um it's got like a lot of like really heavy synth bass drums like lasery synths like that kind of zippery noise um and there's just yeah a lot going on it's like very fast and rhythmic um the lyrics of the chorus are (laughs) We're like, na, na, na. Then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always like, na, na, na. Then we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can't make up our minds because when we think we've got it right, we go, na, 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 na. <laughs> Beautiful. So um, I feel like they're saying na, na, na is them saying no. Like, right. no. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't make up their minds if they want to be together. And when they think they've figured it out and they're together, then they go, no. Or no, no, no. It's thematically similar to Back to You, Louis, featuring BB Rexa. Oh, my God. Yes. Wait, what is the lyrics to that chorus? Um... Uh, I keep on coming back I go. I don't know. Now I'm thinking of back to you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back for you, that one is. Right. Um, I don't know. There's (laughs) a lot of songs in general that have this theme of, like, breaking up, getting back together, um, kind of all over, Mm -hmm. like, different genres and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the kind of, like, quiet echo callback of when they say na 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 and then you can kind of hear that the like echo back na 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 i think that's fun Mm -hmm. and then um zane sings the no we can't make up our minds and then like it's just very easy to tell that it's him because he has that distinctive voice yeah i find it interesting like choosing na 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 as no instead of no 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 yeah and i think if you just say no, 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 you can feel your mouth. It takes a lot more bustle to mm-hmm. sing that. And na, na, na is just such an easy sound to make. It feels like mm-hmm. it just opens the mouth more. I feel like that makes sense. Yep. Especially because like this is supposed to be a really catchy chorus. It's so easy. It's really repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like I already have it stuck in my head again. Yeah. Um. So the choice to make na, na, na instead of no, which kind of closes at the end mm-hmm. makes it more sing-alongy yeah no you're totally right that's a thing that um in singing people talk about a lot and kind of part of like learning how to sing is learning how to use different vowels effectively mm. and different sounds effectively um because a lot of times when you're singing a certain word you have to sing it in a different way like like the word no for example you might sing it more like with the ah sound (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like something that singers kind of talk about a lot is like changing up how you say specific words because it really Mm -hmm. can change how you sing it and it also can change if you're able to sing it because sometimes with the higher notes if you're trying to sing like a specific word um, I can't think of an example right now but there might be like a specific word that if you try to sing at a certain um, like at a certain key that you can't, but if you change mm-hmm. the vowel or you change the way it sounds, that you actually can sing it that high. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh. I feel like that was probably part of it. Um, yeah. And then also just it's like that trope of like na 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 being mm-hmm. a kind of fill-in lyric. Yeah, and na 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 feels very like also sort of as a saying like nah. It's kind of much mm-hmm. more casual yeah then like no it's more like nah yeah nah yeah right like rather than no (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) then we're like no 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 (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) yeah 
But I feel like even though this chorus is very repetitive, it, it doesn't feel like annoying or grating at all. Like it's just kind of fun. No. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the chorus? No. Okay. So then we get to verse two, again sung by Liam. Um, do you want to read that for us? Sure. You want to party too late, but when I do the same, all you do is complain. You know that it drives me insane, but when I get with you, girl, you make it okay. We make up, then we break up all the time. So a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but gets the point across. Yes. <laughs> this girl goes out partying late and... But then if the singer does the same thing, then the girl is like, why are you going out and partying late all night? Very bend the rules by Niall. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if any of them get inspiration by taking seeds from the old song and letting them bloom in their new style. I'm sure they must. Even if it's unconscious. Yeah. They must. (laughs) I love on this one, there's like a higher voice sort of in the background. I think it yes. starts on like complain, but then carries on. It sounds cool. Yeah. There's a high harmony on this whole verse um, until like the last line. I can't tell who it is, um, but it's definitely there. I also mm-hmm. like the on complain and okay on the studio version. They do this weird like, uh, what? I don't know how to explain it. It's like okay yeah. <laughs> <Like> compl- <laughs> <laughs> i called it the twirly sound and then wrote o-k-k-a-y-y-y-y yeah um but yeah i feel like this verse is just more of the same kind of how caitlin was talking about earlier like that young love uh that is like very kind of all over the beginning one direction albums where like you kind of want that craziness like the fact that it's up and down and back and forth and this person drives Mm -hmm. you crazy but then you're with them and then it's all worth it like i feel like there's a time in your life when you like want that kind of relationship because it just feels exciting and thrilling yeah and then there's a time in your life where you're like over that and like now (laughs) back Like, I'm 32, and I'm, like, reading this, and I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Sounds horrible. But, like, there was a yeah. time in my life where I had relationships like this, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, too, at that time, it's, like, about gossiping with your friends and talking about yeah. it and breaking it down, and it's, like, right. <laughs> it's all that part of it, too. It's, like, yeah. relationship, but also, like, part of your social life type right. thing. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because while we kind of see these songs, these early songs being like, oh, this is like, you know, about young love and about like how maybe, you know, teenagers would feel, the songs were actually written by fully grown men. <laughs> and so that's weird. that's one of the things that we like went more into depth on our TDDL when we talked about mm-hmm. this song. Um, but it is a very bizarre circumstance because you have like, a, like a group of grown men writing songs for like young teenage boys to sing and they write the lyrics you take me to the edge then you hit the brakes um you know some people say it's so wrong but even when we fight it'll turn me on <laughs> yes like it's kind of weird that they would write it those is lyrics so weird for, so you know weird. like children essentially to sing yeah um and then it does make you wonder like were they writing these lyrics thinking like they're in the mind of a teenager and this is how a teenager would have a relationship where it's like, oh, it's back and forth and so crazy and passionate. Right. Um, or is that like their relationship experience as adults? Um, I don't know. I can't imagine say. like a 40-year-old being like <laughs> – <laughs> like they've got to be like, okay. I, it hasn't like that one guy been like, we tried to make it sound like what young girls would like yeah. or something. Yeah, well, that's what they Which said about Which also offends me on another level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's very odd when you kind of really dig into uh, how these how this music was created. Yeah. Um, on every level, it's very odd. <laughs> yes. Um, 
but yeah anything else about that verse no okay so then we have the second chorus um which is the same as the first is that right Mm-hmm. okay and then we get to the bridge which is my personally my favorite part of the song the synth noises in this bridge go crazy like they're all over the place it's like yes it's so fun like i didn't really recognize that before but when i listened to it like with a critical ear i was like holy cow that's so fun um so the bridge the lyrics are nah 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 yeah 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 but they say it like nah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um and then the ending of the bridge is zane singing it drives me mad um and then it goes into the the last chorus Mm -hmm. um but this bridge is so fun to sing especially with the rhythm of the nas like nah nah like, it's yeah. just really fun to sing along to and, like, listen to the crazy, like, synth going all over the place. And if you listen in headphones, too, they do, like, a lot of, like, right headphone, left yes! headphone thing. Like, it's, like, back and forth, back and forth, then different sounds in, like, uh-huh. all different places. It's really intense. It's so fun. Um, And then, yeah, like, at the end of the bridge, after Zane sings, it drives me mad. The music kind of goes silent except for a tambourine for a few seconds. Um... At least I think it's a tambourine. And then, like, at the end of the bridge, there is the guitar riff comes back, but it's, like, very distorted. Like, it has that underwater sound, or maybe they're doing, like, a wah pedal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, like, so much going on in this song, <laughs> musically. <Yeah. laughs> and Which, then going back into the chorus, it does that, like... Yes, those beeps. It's, like, little beeps. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Into the chorus. <laughs> it's very intense. Yeah. And all of that is very, like, uh, common in, like, you know, EDM style yeah. music. You could play this at a Steve Aoki concert and people wouldn't know it's 1D. <laughs> <laughs> he should do that. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of, like, um, there's this kind of thing about, uh, like, pop music or just music in general that, like, people can only really notice three elements at a time like people who aren't i guess like musicians or like music people or talk direction hosts yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like the majority of people can only really take in three elements at a time and so you Mm -hmm. see a lot of pop song current pop songs structured that way where there'll be kind of really three main things going on at the same time so you'll have like you know like a bass and a drum and a guitar or like you know a bass and a piano and a guitar or something there's like they kind of switch it up so that there's it's more sparse mm-hmm. um, because, like, that's how people are able to, like, absorb it better, I guess. And, like, the more instruments you have and the more sounds you have, like, it obviously just becomes more of, like, a, a wall of sound. Um, mm. But, like, personally, I really like that. Like, I really like EDM-type music. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of interesting to look at, like, how current music is made in mm-hmm. a much more sparse, like way whereas this song is just like all the sounds at once (laughs) yeah i think that's what i like appreciate about harry's music there are lots of different things going on that Mm. you can notice yeah you know vocally a lot of stuff and that does happen in other music as well i just think also when we break songs down i'm like i can hear this and this thing in the background and this and this part right like i don't know i like that there's a lot of things to see yeah like you might listen to it the first time and like hear certain things but then on subsequent listens like you'll pick up something else and you're like right. oh wait i didn't even hear that yeah. instrument was happening exactly yeah like on this song when i was listening to the instrumental version and i heard that like tambourine i was like wait there's a tambourine in this song right um yeah and then just like zane zane's vocals on it drives me mad and then he does a little run after it are just like so Ugh, yeah they're so especially good. in that live version i'm like yes yeah. baby zane you put that in there i know um this is one of those songs that like when i listen to the live versions i can really tell a difference because of the harmony factor mm-hmm. um a lot of one direction songs like don't have tons of harmony which has always been perplexing to me because there's five vocalists like do some more yeah. harmonies <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I know that that makes it a lot more challenging to do. And like, obviously, they're touring live and they were on a crazy schedule. So like, the more complicated they would make their songs, obviously, that would, you know, make it harder to do those live shows. So mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but during the live versions, you can really hear um, the harmonies. There's actually like a lower harmony in the live performances that it might be there on the studio version, but it's kind of like drowned out because there's mm-hmm. so much, so many, so much like instrumentation. But in the live versions, you can really hear that lower harmony. And then also on the last na 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 of the song in the live versions, the music drops out and you just hear their voices and they're all harmonizing. And they're doing like four, like at least four, maybe five. I think they're doing like four different harmonies on that like last na na na. And it just sounds so good. Mm. Um, you can hear that on the live version, but it's like way quieter and less noticeable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And the song's actually pretty easy to I'm play. I'm just listening the... to the ending again. It sounds so good. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah. Why it's been quiet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we have a little bit of a delay. There's like about two seconds that Kayla comes after <laughs> me. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the song is the the chords for guitar are E, C sharp minor, A, and B. Um, so it's pretty pretty easy to play. Um, and it's one of those songs like just the 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 chord structure and the melody is just good. Like, it's just good. And so when Mm -hmm. you, like, play it, it sounds good. Like, it's fun to play because it just has that, like, pop, like, sound to it um, Mm -hmm. that, like, a lot of these songs have. It's, like, obviously made to be just enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And it is. It is very enjoyable. Yeah. But, yeah, I would love to see, like, covers of this song – um, where people really explore like the harmonizing potential, especially that with like the so na na na. I know. Like a Simon and Garfunkel version. Yes. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Um But yeah, those are kind of uh those are the lyrics and those are all of my uh, thoughts about the lyrics. Did you have anything else? Nope. Okay. So we never got a music video for this song, obviously. Um, and then I think they only played it on the first tour. Maybe I'm wrong. But it definitely, like, didn't stick around for very long on their yeah. live shows. Because um, they ended up having, like, so many songs to choose from. Feels like one of those songs, too, that Louie and Zane would have been like, na, na, na. Yep. <laughs> totally (laughs) yeah yeah it's so interesting to watch that first performance and like I don't know it just really makes you think because you see you see someone like Zane and like he obviously is giving it his all like Mm -hmm. he's up there on the stage like singing the song that like you know it's clearly not his style of music it's not what he would write or listen to but -hmm. he's really giving it his all he's like so genuine and he's he's good mm-hmm. um and then you see like Nile, and he's just having the time of his life he's dancing <laughs> around his, he has this like huge grin on his face like oh, he's just <laughs> having a time of his life and then Louis is like wasted in the corner <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then man. liam and harry are like trying to be like serious they were so musicians. earnest yeah <laughs> it's really sweet and also kind of sad when you think about how things ended but oh (laughs) yeah this was a really fun song to go to go back and revisit and talk about um and if any of you guys listening have thoughts about this song we'd love to hear them um do you have a recommendation caitlin yeah, my recommendation today is to listen to Dua Lipa's new album, Future Nostalgia. I've listened a couple mm. times. I don't know it super well yet, um, but I know the singles, Don't Start Now, Physical. Um, what else did she put out? Future Nostalgia she put out earlier. It's not technically a single. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I really like Boys Will Be Boys. It's the last song on the album. Yeah. Um, and also, Pretty Please, Julia Michaels helped write that one. So that's cool if you're a fan of her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a recommendation planned, but one of the things that I discovered um, recently, I'm going to search it so that I can find the right version um, to tell you. Uh, there's this song by Bruce Springsteen called Blood Brothers. And it's one of my favorite Bruce songs. I've, like, loved it for a long time. But I had never heard this live version of it. And I don't know how I found it. I think I was looking for covers or, like, looking for the chords or something. And I came across this version, and it is um, live in New York City, mm. uh, posted November 6, 2017. And it is, like, absolutely stunning. If you're a Bruce fan at all, and you haven't heard this version, like, you need to watch it. Um, he actually changes the lyrics of the last verse. Uh, and it's, like, so, like, just heart-tugging. Heart um, and then also the last verse, he, like, stands and he holds his hands out for his band to come down. And they hold hands and they, like, sing it Aww, together. And he That's, cr- like, old 1D stuff. I know. And they're all so emotional. And he cries like Bruce you can see like tears streaming down his face and just it's so the lyric like lyrically this song is so so relevant for right now Mm -hmm. like the current the current times we're in um I wish I could just like read all the lyrics but I'm not going to because there's (laughs) the lyric heavy song (laughs) but um god it's just such a gorgeous song and this version is like just it's so good so i would really recommend going to watch it you can just search if you search blood brothers live bruce springsteen um it'll come up the one that i'm talking about um so yeah that is my recommendation and um yeah that's it for us today uh we'd love to hear what you thought about the show your opinions on anything we discussed today feel free to send us news stories or anything one direction related you'd like to hear us talk about on future episodes um, thank you for listening to episode 216 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or on Instagram at talkdirection. And you can follow us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at luciao, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Make sure and check out our Patreon if you're not uh, there already at patreon.com slash talkdirection, where today on Talk Direction Download, we're going to be talking about all of the boys, um, what they've been up to uh, during the quarantine. Um, So you can find that at patreon.com slash talk direction uh you can subscribe to this podcast on itunes leave us a review to help more people discover the show uh you can also listen on soundcloud i'm lucia and i'm caitlin thank you for listening we'll see you next time for episode 217 bye bye